Hello and welcome to the second APR podcast. I'm JP Arnold, your APR chair in the Pikes Peak PRCA chapter here in beautiful Colorado Springs. So right now we're going to look at 10 reasons why you should become an APR. Number one, you enjoy PR and you have a long-term commitment to the PRSA. So one thing to understand is if you want to maintain your APR designation after your name, you have to be a PRSA member. Once you drop your membership, you have to drop your APR. And so that's one of the reasons why they have that five-year experience before you can start the APR process. You know, you want to make sure that you love what you do in PR and communications or marketing and that this is something that you see as a long-term thing and long-term investment. I personally am thrilled to be part of PRSA. It completely changed my career post-retirement from the Army. And I just cannot say enough things about what PRSA has done for me professionally uh, in uh, development with education and understanding. And so I highly recommend PRSA and obviously highly recommend becoming an APR. Number two, you want to expand your overall understanding of PR and how to best perform public relations campaigns strategies, goals, objectives, and tactics for your business. The APR process really gives you a great foundation of understanding uh, how to roll through a campaign and what to look at, uh, what to understand, what words to use, and it really is um, very, very, the overall process is will make you a better PR practitioner, and I'm telling you, it's definitely worth your time. Number three, you want to receive feedback from seasoned APRs on your PR knowledge during the panel questionnaire and panel presentation. So you're going to have four APRs, the APR chair and as well as the three panelists, kind of looking at your career, looking at your understanding, and looking at your RPIE, four-step planning process of a project that you've worked on and kind of giving you feedback and saying, hey, this was great, uh, maybe consider this. And so it's just a great understanding, kind of sharpening your skills of being a great PR practitioner. Number four, you want to uh, demonstrate your PR competence and work in an elevated ethical framework. One of the things that sets APRs uh, aside from other uh, PR professionals is that you go through that scrutiny of, of understanding ethics and you have a deep dive uh, study and you're actually working through that with the PR panel uh, as well as uh, with the exam. So it is something that you want to definitely uh, elevate and ethics are always, once you move into 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years in your career, ethics play more and more of a pivotal part of your PR understanding. Number five, you want to learn PR term terminology and best practices that are recognized and used across the nation and world. And for me, being in the Army, um, you know, they kind of have for uh, all the soldiers, you have a baseline understanding, kind of like a style guide of these are the words we use, uh, this is the understanding of those, of those words. 
this is the planning process. This is how we execute the plan. And everyone in the military understands that. And so uh, the APR process will do that for you and your career. And whether you live in Washington State and go to Florida, you live in Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, and go to New York City, if you have that APR designation and you come across another APR, you instantly have that bond of communication and understanding that cannot be met anywhere else. Number six, military PAOs and Department of Defense Public Affairs civilians can better lead and provide PR recommendations by attaining the APR plus M. So I worked in Army Public Affairs for about nine years or so, and I know a lot of different uh, fantastic PAOs, uh, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and obviously Army. And the Defense Information School is fantastic. And there's other training schools that go through planning and uh, how to execute and, and make sure we're well-coordinated. Well, and, and those are all fantastic. I absolutely loved them, and it, and it definitely helps. The APR plus M will definitely set your understanding of PR, and it kind of jumps into the civilian commercial nonprofit side of PR and, and really kind of helps you with a baseline of how PR is done outside of the military, which can only help you with your military planning and execution of PR campaigns. So number seven, the APR fits your personal educational goals from a financial and scheduling standpoint. So I have an undergrad and graduate degree in mass communications, and I absolutely loved them. I attended Washtenaw Baptist University and Middle Tennessee State University. So not everyone is going to have the time to pursue a graduate level degree or even a undergrad in mass communication. So you may be transitioning from another career field and you think, oh, I want to pursue PR. Well, this is a way for you to get a great understanding of public relations and communications. And you don't necessarily need to obtain an undergraduate degree or a master's degree. Uh, but those are fantastic. And I absolutely love the whole process in achieving uh, in, in obtaining my diplomas. But this right here may fit your schedule and it may fit your finances in a, in a different way. And clearly there's a difference in uh, the pricing and the scheduling. So take a look at that. Um, it doesn't exactly substitute a master's degree in PR or communications. And this is number eight. But the APR material learned is very similar and complementary. So Again, HR hiring manager is going to look at the APR and kind of say, okay, this is what this person has that we're considering for a job here. It is not the same and should never, ever be the same as having an undergraduate degree in public relations or communications, uh, but it is definitely complementary and very similar. So if you're working with your hiring manager and HR, and this is uh, something that they will kind of say, okay, you don't have a degree specifically in communications or PR, but you do have your a APR uh, designation, then we will definitely substitute that uh, in, in lieu of having that degree 
And so that is something that I would, uh, I've seen actually PR professionals, practitioners that were able to obtain jobs because of the APR. So uh, there's something to kind of look at and understand. Number nine, the APR designation distinguishes you and provides an instant professional connection on LinkedIn and your email signature. So when you're working with other professionals, especially PR people, communications, marketers, when they see that, they're going to go, okay, this person has an exceptional level of understanding of public relations, and you know it's, it's on your LinkedIn account, it's on your email, and, and so I think that definitely sets you apart when you come to the table and you're working with executives and, and they see you have that designation. Uh, for me, I work in engineering, and so there's the professional engineers, PE. Uh, there are other credentials and, and different letters after the names. And so that's important uh, for many different reasons. And then, then finally, number 10, uh, PR and communication hiring managers recognize the worth, the worth, the dedication, and professionalism of an APR. So they're going to know uh, what that means, and you have this baseline study. You went through the uh, difficult task of, of doing your questionnaire, going before a panel, and then passing that exam, that almost four-hour exam. And so, you know, that's going to be understood by hiring managers and um, that work in PR and communication. Human resources managers, they may or may not know about it, but definitely the PR communication hiring managers will. And so typically what you see is uh, if you are a senior communications uh, professional or a director, a vice president, a lot of them are going to have the APR designation. So again, we're going to go back to number one. You have a long-term commitment to public relations and the PRSA in general. And so this is something that you want to consider. These are 10 reasons uh, why you should become an APR chair. And if you want to look at these a little bit more, they're on our prsacoloradosprings.org slash APR landing page. And I absolutely welcome the discussion. And you can really uh, enhance your skills and understanding of, of public relations uh, by becoming an APR. So thank you so much. Have a great day. Uh, next, we're going to talk about when you should start and your timeline. And I kind of, I will talk about my APR general uh, journey as well. So take care and have a wonderful day.